You are tuned in to Big Boys and Body Slams, three goofballs that talk about wrestling. Throwback and current day pay-per-view reviews. Follow us on Twitter at BB and BS Podcast. And while you're at it, check out our merch store and our Patreon page. All the links will be in the description below. Enjoy the show. What is up, Holgamaniacs, and welcome back to another episode of Big Boys and Body Slams. Gentlemen, how the holy heckle are you? I'm good. Hey, man. Well, what was the question? Oh, how is it going? Oh, swimmingly, swimmingly, swimmingly. We uh, we got to review a good WCW show. Our first good WCW show. The man who just spoke was Luke. Oh. And Kyle's still here, too. And Kyle is around the bend. We got a little intimate setup tonight. I know you can't see it, but we're all a little closer than normal. We're holding hands. I kind of like it. We're holding other things, too. uh, (laughs) Our asses are boosted, needless to say. Oh, (laughs) boy. Anyways, Uh, we are big boys and body slams. And we are out of control. We're already off the rails. Kind of like this show tonight. This show got out of control a few times. But in a good way. In a good way, I think you're right. Uh, I want to get right into it tonight. I feel like any WCW pay per view that was good. I guess you're not getting right into it. I think you. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. It went off the rails at some to some degree. Ha- I, th- I think actually every show kind of goes off the rails in a way. They kind of have to like they got to be structured in a way that you have those like breaks and those moments of yeah. Like, but WCW is a different brand of that. That is true. Oh, for sure. Uh, before we get into it, I'm not going to do like a ton of plugs or anything like we normally do. I'm just going to tell you guys that we are really wanting this to become an important and a special podcast for people, and. We want as many ears on this every week as we can possibly get. So we have a job for you. And that job is to share this. If you haven't already, and if you have shared, we know who you are. You know who you are. Thank you. The support is appreciated. That right now, in this day, is the best way to support us. Just get this get this podcast to as many ears as possible. That's all we're going to ask you to do this week. No, Hashtag pimp the pod. No, and no, we love you. No Patreon, no t-shirts, no anything. Just, just pod pimping. If you, if you want to buy a t-shirt, you can. But uh, <laughs> you don't have to not buy one. But just just... Just share the podcast. Just rate us and enjoy the show. And this pimp, is pimp it. WCW Spring Stampede 99 on April 11th, 1999 from, for the first time in the Northwest, the Tacoma Dome in Tacoma, Washington. How many people are there, Kyle? Uh, there is 17,690 peeps. So a, a good house. And this is a good looking crowd. Uh, the, the way the crowd was very, Washingtonians. very so, uh, like packed. It looked very packed. Question to Luke here. Did, yeah, this, yeah, did the Tacoma Dome compared to that concert we went to not long ago just look even bigger in, in the, this in this show yeah absolutely it was it, just the way they had the seats laid out I, it or something. was it looked packed it looked like we were at an arena show yeah, it so did. It many did. people um, well and and that was like two or three renovations ago right yeah tacoma dome's eternally under construction oh yeah show. for sure <laughs> uh so the show opens with this like a bop, 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 musical montage just showing that random was weird sh- random shots it felt, random like a, wrestlers. it felt like a weekly show intro it felt like an ecw show intro since we've been looking at that promotion well, lately and that'll be more fitting this as we was get e- to- this was diet ecw at times yeah tonight. yeah um so I guess the thing is, WCW was purging ECW at this time. And you could see it happening. They, they were taking, and it would only get worse from this point, too. They were taking guys and paying them crazy contracts that they weren't worth. Stupid. Yeah. Uh, on the call tonight, and we And then have, calling them stupid names. Yeah, like Hack. 
And Mikey Whipwreck. So wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, what? Wait. <laughs> that's so, just his name. So fun fact, Hack is actually his nickname. All his friends call him Hack. Really? Yeah. I call him Sandman. I mean, me too. I call him but, Hack tonight for the sake of, uh, in, in, you know, respecting I, his name. I had oh. I had trouble doing that match because it says Hack one line and Sandman the next and Hack the next and Sandman same, the next. Same. Same. I feel, I feel hey, it. fellas, quick question. Yeah. I don't think we've talked about this. How do you feel about this like near death WCW logo? I kind of hate it. I uh, hate it. I hate it. It looks, it just, I don't it's know. It's ugly as hell. It you know, just has this like late 90s, like not. The W's are, are lazy. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of indifferent on it. Yeah. I don't really That's have. Fair. Like, I'll like, tell you this. I, I think I think it looks cool. But it doesn't look as good because it's coming after a lot of really better logos. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. It does look visually interesting, but I think as a logo, it's not effective. I will say I prefer the one that the WWE made when they bought the WCW and they had like the, the yellow red, one, the red one. Yeah, and it had like the spikes. Yes, that was. I'm not much describing better. it very well. That was but, much. Yeah, uh, the on red the, one with the spikes. For this show on the call tonight, we're gonna have Mike Tanay, Tony Schiavone, and uh, Bobby Bo- Heenan, the brain. And they are just going to be going ham tonight. Hot to so trot. Just, their asses are boosted. Their asses are boosted. And today is, it sounds like today at this point is mainly the Thunder guy. Yes. And yeah. they make fun of him for it. Yeah, it's they do. It's actually hilarious because they imply on WWE that SmackDown's the B show, right? Like they've historically done that. They're just outward about it yeah, here. This, they're just like, well, <laughs> we wouldn't know because we weren't on fucking Thunder. They even like introduced him as like a special guest for the show. Like, oh, we're allowing uh, Mike Tanay to be <laughs> here to weasel. commentate you this peasant. show. Um, you nerd. We are going to get right into our first match, which is going to be Blitzkrieg, who is a masked Lucha-style wrestler. Um, By the way. Yeah. I we, we want Bobby Heenan is on a roll here. Yeah. Uh, he makes a quick little joke talking about Blitzkrieg being from Parts Unknown. And he says, you know where Parts Unknown is, don't you? About a mile outside of Yakima. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, for you Washingtonians, that's some funny shit. Yakima, uh, the Palm Springs of Washington. Yes. It's it's not. That's it's a good not. one. He made, he was popping off with some local references here. Uh, of course, Blitzkrieg. I had to look up who Blitzkrieg was. Will you oh, explain so what he's doing now? So, uh, he's, he's dressed here as, uh, the best way I can describe it is if a Power Ranger was a race car driver. Because he's got, like, well, he the like, racing suit on, but, like, with Power Ranger stuff coming well, he looks out like of it. like Electro. Yeah, kind of. Spider-Man, yeah. Uh, Anyways, he is a computer programmer. Jeremiah Ross. And, uh, yeah, he... He wouldn't wrestle very much longer after this. No, he wrestled a couple spots. And uh, he, he'd been wrestling since about 94, I think, 95. Yeah, 94. Um, uh-huh. And he would wrestle until 2000. He'd wrestle sporadically after that, and he would just kind of live a normal well, life. Looks like, so from what Wikipedia told me, he retired in October of 99. So that would have been like became, a few became, months after became this. Became a full-time computer technician, and then in 04, he bestowed the Blitzkrieg name to Jack Evans. Who oh, he apparently okay. influenced to become a wrestler. And Jack cool. Evans has been all over the Jack Evans is actually from Parkland, Washington. Parts unknown. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he definitely looks like a Mortal Kombat character and he definitely should have tag teamed with Glacier. Oh, for oh yeah. Oh, come on. Oh my god. That was money left on the table. I, I n- didn't think about that. I'm glad you brought that up. I thought That's they were the same person for a second. I was like, man, I didn't know he could wrestle. No, Glacier's way bigger. Um it's worth noting and blue. It's worth yeah. noting that uh, we couldn't hear it because for like half of this show, the ring announcer's mic wasn't in the mix, but uh, Shivani and Tanae and Heenan pick up the uh, slack and let us know this match is for the number one contendership for the Cruiserweight Championship that will be defended the next night on Nitro. Of course, we'll see the Cruiserweight Championship defended on this show a little bit later on. Also, this is, I, I'm pretty sure I've asked this before, this ring announcer was who went on to TNA. Is he not? I don't think so. Uh, like, I don't he could be. He could this be. This 
Uh, maybe. I, I don't think this was a teenage guy, but he it could be. He had a dope-ass bow tie on, though. A cummerbund, too. <laughs> and the yeah. com- he had a matching cummerbund bow tie combo yeah. going on, like with the 90s paint splatter. It was I'll, I'll have to look. look into that, because I swear it is. Um, Let us know next week. Okay, yes, good. yeah. Do you, That's your homework for this week. Not that you ha- don't have enough of it already. Nope, no essays. Just gave you a, one more assignment. Uh, should we get into this match? Let's do it. So Hoovy and Blitzkrieg size each other size each other up as the bell rings. I apologize. Hoovy eventually sinks in a tight hammer lock. Does a roll up for a Guerrera near fall. Blitzkrieg sinks in an ankle lock, and uh, the crowd couldn't decide who they wanted to root for in this match. I noticed because Blitzkrieg, after the ankle lock spot, gets up and like panders to the crowd, and he gets some heat here. But then later in the match, there's a Hoovy sucks chant. So Tacoma can't decide who they want to win this match. Typical. Yeah. Fickle. Uh, there's a tilt the world backbreaker to Hoovy for a Blitzkrieg near fall, and then a tilt the world head scissors to Blitzkrieg by Hooventude. A handspring elbow to Hoovy, and Guerrera slams Blitzkrieg's head into the turnbuckle several, t- several times while he stands on the apron. I can't talk tonight. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Hoovy hits a springboard missile drop kick. Uh, Blitzkrieg is out, goes outside to catch his breath, and then Hooventude hits a top rope Topicon dive to Blitz outside beautiful didn't even touch that top didn't even think about touching that they they even said that on commentary was like it was beautiful they were like he didn't even come close to that rope it was beautiful it was beautiful prime hoovy was something to behold he was special oh yeah uh back in the ring guerrera nails a brain buster for a near fall there's a bow and arrow is the bow and arrow or is this the dude that that's a surfboard that's a surf so the bow and arrow is if he's laying horizontally yes if he's laying vertically if it means anything i wrote surfboard in my notes proud of you i wrote bow and arrow are you proud of me? Still? No, you were wrong. Okay. Okay, thanks. <laughs> so, uh, the I've meant to ask you too. So the surfboard. Now I got it straightened out here. Thank you. So the surfboard is applied. Uh, this is when the crowd starts deciding that Hoovy sucks here a little bit uh, right around this area here. Right around the time that Blitzkrieg botches. Yes. Yeah, so Blitzkrieg <laughs> counters into a pin attempt, and it was botched. Uh, and uh, for a near fall, it was an interesting way to like get out of it because he just like wriggled his way out and then pinned and then, him. And then so so it was definitely kind of a botch, but it was also kind of a cool it reversal. Was a, yeah, it was like no, a, it was a little column A, a little column B. But you B. could tell you could tell that something else on was, his little flop. He was supposed to like hit him in the face with a forearm or something. He just like right. landed on him. He yeah. just like landed on him. It was like, oh, I guess I'm gonna pin I him. Guess. Now. But but I, I really like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Uh, there's a running corner chop for Hoovy, and then a drop kick sends him outside. Blitzkrieg goes for a top rope dive to Hooventude outside, who just fucking boots him in the chest so hard so, on his boots. way down. Two so boots. we yeah. saw we kind of saw something similar to this in Fastlane with Shane yeah. McMahon and uh, one of the Usos. This <laughs> this was Jimmy even Jay. more brutal. He killed him. With he this dude, kick. this was crazy. Oh my god! Because gosh. I was yeah. thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, that's just like Shane and Jimmy J. And um, no, this this blew it away. It well, was I'm, amazing. I'm pretty sure that's how Kobe Kingston's pecs went inward. <laughs> yes. From wrestling Hoovy. Yeah. Uh, there's a, t- <laughs> a tilt throw by Hoovy is countered into an arm drag. Uh, Guerrero rolls outside to catch his breath. Blitzkrieg hits a top rope. Asai moonsault to Hoovy outside. Uh, and then Hoovy hits an inverted DDT for a near fall. Up on top, they both go. And then they. Uh, uh, it looks like Blitzkrieg's going for some kind of maneuver. And they both kind of just fall Thanks, down. Vince. Uh, Guerrero goes for a Hoover driver, but it's counted into a roll-up for a near fall. Both guys go up top again, and again, they both kind of just fall down. That was <laughs> I getting... don't know what was supposed to happen there, but both times they went up, they kind of just ended up dumping yeah, each other down. I was like, ooh, this is starting to get a little botchy. Uh, yeah. Some botchy uh, That does lead to a Blitzkrieg near fall, the push down. Uh, we get a middle <laughs> rope Hoover driver, and uh, Blitzkrieg is dead. 
and Hoovy retains. Doesn't retain. It, he wins. No, was it middle rope or was it? It top was top rope. rope. Was it top, top rope? rope? It was. Yes. It was a super a top rope. It was a driver. super. Hoobie a super Hoovy driver kills Blitzkrieg and eleven minutes. Hoovy gets finish. the win. I thought this was a really really fun opening match. It mm-hmm. didn't overstay its welcome. It was the perfect length. A lot of big spots. A lot of unique spots. Even for the time. Even by today's standards. Yeah. I gave it three point five stars. I thought it was a great way to open the show. So I actually did too. And at one point, I was started like they started botching, you know, and I started thinking, okay, we're gonna have here to, we go. We're gonna have to tone, take this one down from three and a half. And then he hit that top rope hoovy driver, mm. and I was like, oh my god, you're staying at three and a half. <laughs> you know what it reminded Your me of? Kind of boosted. It was. And we talked about ECW a lot. Not that these were either ECW guys, but Hoobie this was. was. A, this wasn't that true. This was an ECW match. Like yes, yes this was, was an ECW opening match. Like after watching true. the ECW shows we've watched, like. This was laid out very similar to the way they'd open those shows. Mm-hmm. An interesting note. Luke, what well, do you think? And, and to me, uh, compared to some of the earlier WCW Cruiserweight matches, because, I mean, it's common knowledge. Like, those those WCW pay-per-views, right, when it really started to get popular, were always Cruiserweights. And it to was, the, the, it was the car crash match. Yep, right? yep. Get out there, just fly around. This wasn't, wasn't quite that same go-go-go speed. Um, there were still a lot of spots, but it wasn't just a car crash. You're right. They did slow it down a lot. Yeah, there was, was a lot of map-based wrestling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was more of a wrestling match. So, uh, to me, there was a few times where Blitzkrieg botched, or both, I guess, but I, I saw mostly on Blitzkrieg. And then he got gassed, it seemed, a couple times. Um, but I gave it three and a quarter. It would have been three and a half, but just the few botches were just like... No, no. I feel you. Right on. After that, we get a video package of Bam Bam Bigelow and Hack, a.k.a. Sandman, just fighting. And that's going to lead into our match. Oh, and so Chastity. Chastity is with Hack. And that is Raven's sister in storyline. Yes. And they actually meant a point to say that as well. They did, yes. I made sure to write that down. I, keep, I keep forgetting to add this little thing in. Um, Hoovy, Hooventude, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, like he looks like... He looks like Paul Stanley to me when Kiss went like without paint <laughs> in the nineties. I oh thought he God, looked like a Mexican totally Michael Jackson. That's that's like he looks like some sort of pop or rock star. I'll oh, give totally, that to you for totally. Sure. So anyway, continue hack. Up next, we're gonna hit hack with Chastity versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam brings like a laundry cart full of it was, weapons. It was a hamper for yeah. sure, and he just rams <laughs> it into hack, and the bell rings. They brawl out to, uh, to like by like the entrance way and there's like a, a full-on stagecoach and it made me think like man i miss these corny old wcw sets because yes. there's like a steer's head mounted uh, and so, there's bro, like a stage and, coach. and that was like a that that this set belonged in 96 ec or wcw this, this, yeah, this oh, was yeah. 1999 yeah they just kept the cheesy sets going i man. loved it i loved it it was so cheesy uh so yeah, there's an old stagecoach, just rickety old stagecoach. First, Hack produces a table from underneath it, brushes the hay off. He sets Bam Bam on it, and then he climbs on top of the stagecoach. Did anybody else think this thing was? It looked apart? rickety. I thought it was gonna collapse. Well, if this was drunk ECW Sandman, he was falling off that bitch because <laughs> it was like ricky, ricky, ricky. When he got on top. I'm of glad it. Luke says that though because Sandman looks like he's in the best shape of his life. He's sober here. For yeah, sure. Oh, for sure. He's for sober sure. and he's not fat. Like he's 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 in decent shape. He's in yeah. very good shape. Yeah. And yeah, then what enough. does he do off the stagecoach, pal? Uh, he hits a rolling senton on a bam bam, puts him through the table. And uh, meanwhile, nice. uh, Tony Schiavone calls her the girl, empties the weapons from the cart into the ring, the girl being Chastity. Did you guys notice that? He was like, Tony, Tony, was, Tony was Schiavone like, was just being different. <laughs> and he was just like, the girl is putting the weapons in the ring. He was like, Jesus, Tony, she has a name. Do you notice that like at this point, he's starting to kind of throw his usual professionalism out the window? Oh, yeah. Because well, I think at this point, you can kind of see the writing on the other wall. Other than Mike Tanay, I think 
the other two were both kind of throwing some professionalism out the window. They oh, were for just sure. Kind of playing fast and loose here. Yeah. Screw it. Uh, and then I noticed here as well, uh, on like the two Titans Tron screens by the entrance ramp, just yeah. rodeo footage, just rodeo footage is playing, just on a loop, classic. Just the PBR, <laughs> just, just, just streaming. Just rodeo footage, it's a live stream of PBR. Good God. Uh, it's great. Uh, they continue brawling towards the ring. Bam Bam finds a crutch and just kills Hack with it, like bends it like the gateway arch and uh, the art, the gold. McDonald's. Uh, not yep. McDonald's, the St. Louis arch. Uh, or Tacoma. An arch is an arch, you know? Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know where Tacoma. Thank you. Uh, he finds like another object. I don't know what this is, and neither did the commentators. No one knows. It looked like a miniature gate, <laughs> like but like one for like leprechauns. It was tiny. Hornswoggle. Yeah, and he hits him with that. So that does the duty. And then uh, <laughs> nice. Keenan says it's like a fight at a garage sale as they ran to the ring because there's just random Id- items and objects in the there's ring. There's a salad bowl. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, sorry. It's a monocle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he it. Uh, Hat grabs it on the table and he sets it up between the rail and the apron, ECW style. As he re-enters the ring, uh, Hat gets murdered with a trash can by Bigelow, then a baking sheet. Uh, which, which, by the way, like... Tony Schiavone's no-selling the trash cans here. He's like, this has got to be the worst weapon in the he's ring. Like, he's like, it's that, aluminum. It's aluminum. It doesn't hurt very much. And then he's just like, oh, there's those aluminum steps and the yeah. aluminum chair. And I think oh, that's got to hurt. And hey, even if the impact doesn't hurt, do you guys remember when Adam Cole cut his hand really bad yep. in the match with Aleister Black? Like, his hand fat was, like, showing. Oh, Ugh. stop, stop, <laughs> It was stop, awesome. Dad. Uh, Heenan, after, so after Bam Bam hits Hack with the baking sheet, Heenan says something about a patty melt. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. It was something related to the baking sheet yeah. being destroyed. He was like, <laughs> patty melt. That's, that's all he says. <laughs> and then Bam Bam grabs a broom, and I don't know what they're talking about and announcing anymore. They're just like... They're just going for the clean sweep. Yeah, they're just like making all these references. And I believe, this is around the point when uh, Heenan calls the salad bowl a monocle. It's just absurd. And then this is the point when Tony Schiavone's like, sometimes we run out of material. I'm like, call the match, maybe. What do you mean you run out of material? You're not stand-up comedians. It was so silly. You, yeah. Uh, yeah. This match is just silly. It's uh, ridiculous. Um, Hack tries to move, but his knee is apparently injured. Instantly quits selling it. Grabs the ladder from under the ring. Bam Bam grabs the ladder. Sandman drop kicks it into him. Uh, ladder gets laid on Bam Bam, and Hack goes up top. And uh, ill-advised here, hits a rolling senton onto the ladder onto Bam Bam. feel like that would do as much damage to Hack. As it it would bam bam indeed uh and then hack bulldogs bigelow onto the ladder another table this one gets tossed into the ring a piece of guardrail now pulled out and tossed in hack hits bigelow with a trash can hack starts to climb the ladder but bam bam dumps it out awkwardly and he crashes through the table that's propped outside um and he's dead for just a minute the ladder gets leaned up in one corner and then a guardrail gets leaned up in another hack gets sent into the ladder and then bigelow gets laid onto the rail sandman goes for a big leg drop but bam bam moves and we get a little bit of dick trauma here as uh and this, sandman or hack straddles the guardrail and this is where brain starts going on about how you don't want to invite either one of these men to your barbecue <laughs> yeah and he's yeah he's just going off here um well, Bam, I'll Bam, tell you this, what, Sandman might not have been drunk. No. Shivani and Heenan oh, had were some pregame drinks. Uh, at this point, Bam Bam grabs the rail and he just like holds it over his head like WWF SmackDown on the PS1. Because <laughs> he just like holds it there. And he's like not moving or anything. He's just holding this rail above his head, which allows Chassis to get involved. He tries to use a fire extinguisher, but it won't go off. He steals it and extinguishes her. Hat grabs a kendo and then uh, leg sweeps Bigelow on, 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 on the rail. On, yeah. On, 
He doesn't just extinguish her. He tries to put it up her panties. He I didn't shoves, even notice he that. He shoves the fire extinguisher up her ass. Oh, very nice. Very little thing. Boosted. Yeah. So he boosts. Boosted. He literally boosts her ass, and she leaves. Uh, and, and then the Bobby Heenan jokes and Oh, that's after the, that's the oh, replay. Okay, I wrote right, it down. Sorry, Don't sorry. worry. Uh, so uh, both men are up on the top now. Bam, bam. Uh, hits the greeting from Asbury Park to hack through a table, drops him just right on his head. Did you get the white Russian leg sweep? Oh, yeah. I kind of skipped over it. He with hit, the kendo stick? With the kendo stick onto a chair, onto the rail, I mean. And then after that, we get the uh, greetings from Asbury Park to hack through the table by Bigelow, just drops him on his head for the pin in 11 and a half minutes. Uh, this was a really silly match. I didn't rate it very high, but I, it was kind of fun. It was a great time. I give it two stars because uh, like, as a match, there was really nothing going on, but the announcers kept it interesting for me. And uh, I think if the announcers are keeping a match... I'm going to go out on a limb and say Kyle rated it higher. Way higher. Uh, I think if the announcers are keeping a match interesting, maybe they could have done a little bit more. But that's my opinion. I gave it three and a quarter. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> that's the worst overrating I think I've ever seen on this podcast. Dude, I was so in it. <laughs> I loved every minute of it. Oh, my gosh. H- how much of it was because Sandman was in it in WCW? None, because they were like jumping off stagecoaches and throwing chairs and ladders and... Three and a quarter. Okay. What do you think, Luke? So I'm I'm in the middle here. We're all over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, all over the board. I'm here. two and a half. Okay. And the reason the reason is you're absolutely right. The stage, all that shit is hilarious, right? But the moment that they get back in the ring and Chastity had strewn the weapons all in the ring, it became every late '90s hardcore. Match exactly. Yeah. Where they were just grabbing. Was. They were just grabbing random for objects, shit. which. I like, so I, right. I, I, I so love the match. I enjoyed it. I even enjoyed the stupid commentary. Like, So it, it was two and a half, but you can't give a hardcore match like that uh, that high of a rating. You can't, But you, but you did. did. You yeah. did. So. He did. Look at um, you. So after the match, they're doing some replays, and then Heenan is just out of control. When you s- so Shivani is like already laughing during these replays because how silly the match was. And he's like, don't try this at home. And then Heenan, without missing a beat, goes, try it in your living room. It's a lot more fun that way. And then he says, try it in Shivani's living room. And they are just busting up laughing at well, this yeah, point. Yeah, because he's like making a joke that there's already weapons in the living room. And then uh, they like show a replay of like the fire extinguisher thing. That happened to Chastity, and Heenan's like trying to say like some kind of sexual joke, but he's trying to also like tiptoe around it, and it's super awkward because he's just like, you know, when they put it in the, and you're gonna get the <laughs> when you smell smoke, there's fire. When you when you uh, uh, when there's smoke, there's fire. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I was laughing, uh, and that's that. Um, after that, we're gonna get another match, and it's gonna be oh boy, Scott. This is a come down match if I've ever seen one. It's gonna be Scotty Riggs versus Mikey Whipwreck. Yeah, this is an ass drop, and match. there's not really much to talk about in this match to be honest oh except for mikey whipwreck the innovator of the stone cold stunner right that's on, true the whippersnapper the um, whippersnapper i hope you didn't want to see it in this match uh so we'll see it later for whatever reason it's <laughs> like yeah it was also disco's movie yeah too. yeah uh, but disco <laughs> didn't use it uh so it's scotty riggs formerly of the flock has kind of gone on to do his own thing at this point it's like somebody caught him in gorilla and they were like hey by the way you're rick rude now here's a mirror because that was all this guy was like and, yeah. he and that was it to be fair mikey whipwreck has no business being on a pay-per-view at this time you're probably right what do you mean like but i don't think i don't, I don't think scotty ricks did either that's that's true i mean mikey's whipwreck at this point has been wrestling for like five years Right, but he is not the same Mikey Whipwreck because they also alluded to him being injured a lot too. Should we get True. into it? Um, I do. I well, I can talk about that for the match. Go ahead. 
Uh, I will say also kick-ass shirt by Whipwreck, as always. The also, Ricky from Trailer Park Boys shirt? Yeah, it's the big old red dragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, so Reg's whole thing is like he's like Rick Root. He's the narcissist, right? But he's kind of an, like no offense, but he's kind of an ugly guy. Like I feel like the gimmick doesn't work. Like Rick Rude, well, like come on. Yeah, like, Rick Rude. Rick I, Rude I'm here for Rick Rude. Raw steel and sex appeal. And then you have Scotty Riggs, who kind of just looks, looks like, like a garbage. He looks like a garbage Jane's man. Addiction. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like he's he's doing the worst parts of Rick Rude's gimmick, which is just like the gyrating. Only the gyrating, and that is it. Like, yep. That is all he does he's in this do- match. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Which, uh, which wasn't when he was with the flock. He was like a dirty boy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's how dirty boys get clean. That's right. Uh, nice. Riggs traps Mikey in the corner. Ref forces a break. There's a deep arm drag to, arm drag to whip wreck. Riggs keeps doing the Rick Rude thing and uh, just, like I said, just keeps doing it. I wrote it down a few times. I'll try and skip over it from now on since we've addressed it. There's a scoop slam by Riggs, then a drop to hold. Mikey slaps him a few times, gets him kind of mad, and he hits a clothesline onto Riggs. Then hits a nice looking drop kick. Riggs goes outside to catch his breath. He gets draped over the bottom rope uh, as he gets back on the apron, and Whipwreck hits him with a leg drop. There's a slingshot hurt Karana to Riggs outside. Uh, he goes for a uh, draping leg drop again, but this time Riggs moves and Mikey whiffs. Then Mikey gets pushed, in, pushed into the guardrail outside. Back inside, Riggs up top, hits a ac- double axe handle on Whipwreck, uh, does the dancing again. And this is when I wrote, and I quote, stop doing the fucking dance, dude. Uh, <laughs> Let so, it out, buddy. So Let it out. I just had to write that down. He goes for a cocky <laughs> pinfall, but Whipwreck kicks out at one. Uh, there's a drop kick to Mikey. Boring chance at this point. I tend big, to agree. Big, big. Uh, there's a second rope missile drop kick for Whipwreck near fall. A Russian leg sweep for another Whipwreck near fall. Hurricane around to Riggs, who gets his foot on the ropes during the pin. And then we get a flying forearm. Just a normal, like, off-the-ropes forearm. Not even know. a phenomenal forearm. Not even phenomenal. Just a normal forearm. In fact, there's nothing phenomenal about this match. And Riggs wins in seven minutes. This is a one-star match for me. These guys had no chemistry. Riggs just has no grip on his limited character that he has. There's just nothing, just nothing, nothing redeeming about this match. I gave it one and a half. Um, I think one would be a little too low. Because yeah, Zach, screw off. Yeah, uh, the guy who just gave a hardcore match three point five. That's all right. My ass is boosted. But no, this match was <laughs> it wasn't good. But again. From doing this podcast, I've seen a lot worse. <laughs> That's true. Major guns. Major guns. And then was That's it? That's still the worst match was I've it ever seen. Tommy Dreamer versus Davari. Or was, yeah. it Tommy... I, was that on December to December? Well, yes. I don't even remember. In that the last match. couple of weeks, didn't we have one that you guys referred to as the worst match I've ever seen? Yes, I don't remember what it was. That was, that was Zach who said that. There's also I said that every time there's a there's, there's also the uh, Phineas and the, Henry Godwin oh, versus that the Headbangers yes. and, Midi- and Naked Midian as well. Oh, Midian versus Bossman. Boss yeah. There we go. So except for that was better than this. That. I think this was in that it was in that area, but it though. wasn't as low as some of those. So one and a half. Yeah, and uh, Kyle, good call. One and a half stars. Um, Riggs sucks. <laughs> uh, and he does. Mikey, man. Mikey, yeah, Mikey was not in his. He was doing some stuff. Though. He was doing some stuff, but he was never like he's the Spike Dudley vein. Like he's the he's the giant killer. He's the against all odds guy. But how cool of a story, honestly, is he's Mikey a great Wickrat. story. It's yeah, because uh, I believe in like '94 he was part of the ring crew for ECW, and then um, he did it for free a lot of times as long as he could wrestle like uh-huh. around in the ring before and after the shows. Then Joey Styles one time's like, "Paul, come look at this dude," and they get him on there, and he has his little run with Cactus Jack and gets what the TV title or something at one point. And he had the actually he had the world heavyweight did ECW he? heavyweight tag team and TV. Awesome. 
Just the overachiever to the max. Yeah, and, yeah. and again, again, it. I'm not saying anything bad about Mikey Whipwreck. I just don't think at this point of time he was worth a pay-per-view spot anymore. J-Rock, yeah. Yeah, he was kind of... He was definitely just J-Rock. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it. I feel in, it. in a Ricky shirt. Yeah. Um. So, do you guys want to know a really silly feud now? Oh, yeah. How about a feud over a music video? <laughs> Because that's what this next match is centered around. Hey, at least it's not a shampoo commercial. <laughs> there, I mean, wow. neck and neck. Yeah. Do you guys remember that one, though? The, it was Edge and... Was it William Regal? It was Edge and somebody. I don't remember who It this... was from WrestleMania... Or was it Booker T and Edge? My, I think it was Booker T I think T it was Edge. from WrestleMania 18 because uh, when I was watching I that right. Rock Hogan match, that was one of the opening matches for so it. So not that bad, but it's up there. Yeah. They don't explain it very well because they just show this the worst montage I've ever seen. The worst by the way. video package. So the editing's bad. It's got bad transitions. The music is so loud you can't hear what people are saying, and the editing was bad. So other than that, it was good. Uh, it just that there was no redeeming. <laughs> everything about it was bad. Can I say one thing that is good though? Yeah. The crowd for Conan. They oh, the are. The crowd loves. They Conan. are. You hot. know why? Because he's their road dog. Yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah. He's K dog actually. Sorry. I refuse to call him that by the way. Sorry. Um. I do want to say how crazy is it that both of them are st- still doing something right oh, now. Yeah. Both of them are in Impact. They're still so, doing their thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of had to like put the pieces together myself on this feud. So Conan made a music video, like a rap video. Yep. Uh, Disco Inferno didn't like it. He said it sucked. So he made a music video of his own. Oh, did he? I think. Yeah, yes, he did. Disco did. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's where we are. So they're fighting over music videos. Yeah. Because uh, he didn't like it. <clears throat> like Kyle said, the crowd is super hot. For Conan, Disco comes out just so corny, and what's, I love it. What's Conan's line? Do you remember it, Kyle? Odelay. Odelay. <laughs> no. There was something else like, that they like. He like threw the Viva mic. La Rasa. No. There was no. I don't remember. He had like a spiel. He had a, like a safety spiel was, that he did forever. Slang. Yeah. I, God damn it. I don't uh, <laughs> Conan, well, you live and die in LAX. I did like this. That that's now. <laughs> a little too late. A little too late. Uh, I did like this. Conan calls Disco a strawberry. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but I it means for he's it. a fruit. Okay. Oh, that's it not. Means very he's nice. kind of fruity. Okay, that's not very it's, nice. It's it's Come slightly on, homophobic. Slightly. Now it seems really. Now I don't feel bad for liking it. I kind of thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, that causes Disco to jump him at the bell. Disco takes down Conan and then does a little dance. He goes up top but jumps down after Conan like yanks on his his own dick. Like he taunts him by like yanking on his weenie. Like he's just he's just waving his ding dong like a flag. Some people just need a reason, pal. <laughs> and that was enough to. Get disco off the top and uh, <laughs> it would, yeah yeah do so for me too uh, uh there's a bulldog to disco followed by a basement drop kick some strikes to conan on the mat back elbow to conan and disco dances some more apparently this whole oh this is what i noticed the whole feud was centered around a music video uh, there's a swinging neckbreaker to conan for a near fall after some dancing of course disco sends conan outside at this point uh Disco like is so focused on dancing and pandering to the crowd. He literally doesn't care what's happening in this match, and it's so funny to me. Like, there's a moment in this match. I think it's a little bit later where like he has a near fall. He's not even upset about it. He just looks at the camera that's trained on him, and he just does like the finger guns. Did you yep, guys catch I, that? I saw that. Oh my god, that cracked me up for like five consecutive minutes. It was so funny because it was like the dude doesn't even care about the match he's wrestling in. So Conan's line, I just had to do. Some okay, research. what's up? Conan's line would say that he's bowdy bowdy, and then he put the mic to the crowd, and they'd say and rowdy rowdy. Okay, catchy shit. Yeah, there's a scoop slam to Conan by Disco. Disco misses a second rope elbow. A clothesline takes Disco out. Then we get the one eight seven, which is a cool looking cradle DDT to Disco, but he kicks out. A unique roll up with using Conan's legs onto Disco for a near fall. A swinging neckbreaker for a Disco near fall, and then Conan hits. 
Uh, Disco's own finisher after he tries, which is called the Last Dance. It's a stunner. Yep. And he gets the win in nine and a half minutes. Him being Conan. What did you guys think of the match? I gave it two point five stars. It was really fun. Uh, it's worth a watch. Like Disco was out of control in this match, and I kind of loved it. I gave it two and a quarter. There wasn't anything like super flashy about it. It was just you it's know a wrestling match, but with some fl- comedy in it. I do have to say, I've been hard on Disco in my life, but he was hilarious. He was hilarious, and he's ho- <laughs> the the thing he's doing now is is hilarious too. So the guy's with got impact. some com- yeah yeah. The guy's got some comedy, and Conan was over. Oh yeah, he, he was. was so the crowd loved him. Oh yeah, and like I loved lo- him when I was that age. Looking back, I really mm. appreciate Conan like. Just being a good sport about everything, like getting the crowd invested and like trying for sure. Luke, what'd you think? Um, I gave it two and three quarter. Um, it was cool. really fun match. Yeah. Uh, but I honestly, between these two, at least from what I remember with these two, I had pretty low expectations for it. I kind of did. I knew, but they didn't screw anything up. No, it either. was just a solid fundamental match with just like I said, comedy sprinkled in. Uh, there was one part that you mentioned where it's like. Conan's holding on to the he's on the apron and he's like holding on to the middle rope and Disco kicks the middle rope and, oh. that, and that just makes Conan just st- he like takes a huge like bump yeah. because Disco kicked the, D- the rope Disco he was didn't holding kick on to. his arm didn't didn't kick any part it of it was Conan. like that vibration from the rope like knocked he Conan on the his rope ass. and the dude I forgot flew. to mention that that's so funny yeah good uh, lord yeah it was ridiculous uh, so after that, we're going to get right into another match, which is going to be Billy Kidman versus Rey Mysterio, the Cruiserweight Champion, or the Championship. I got to point something out. Yeah. I hate watching Rey Mysterio without a mask. It just feels wrong. He looks like a mouse. So it, by no, the it's way, not even that. It just bothers me. Like, but it doesn't feel like Rey Mysterio. <laughs> exactly. No horns. Uh, so also, the thing is... I don't care about the horns, Luke. This is why it's always so the funny. The horns are a must. <laughs> okay. Kyle. He likes the horns, He's a, he's a right? horny guy. <laughs> Boosted. Nice. Uh, so... Really? I don't get the thing is, it's funny to me that WWE is always like, what will happen if Ray ever gets his mask taken off? Well, if you ever want to see, just watch 1999. Check out the WWE Network. It's it's right there. It's only $9.99 a month. Um, (laughs) And you get a pay-per-view every month. Honestly, it's a pretty good deal. Uh, (laughs) So, um, yeah. I don't like Ray without his mask, I guess is what I was going to say. We all agree on that. Um, Kidman and Mysterio are tag team champions right now, actually. So it's a little friendly... Friendly competition here for the Cruiserweight Championship that Rey Mysterio holds. So they just, Rey's got all the gold in the world right now. They're man. like newly crowned too, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, because which we'll get into, Raven and Saturn screwed the Four Horsemen out of the titles. That's true. And uh, so that kind of plays in a, a little bit. Uh, thankfully, not too much. Um, let's get into the match. Do it. Um, so they shake hands as the match begins. Kidman avoids an Asai moonsault right off the bat. Rey lands on his feet. They trade monkey flips as a head scissors to Kidman. A slingshot head scissors to Rey. Rey gets sent outside hard. Real hard. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Kidman like doesn't get to play the big man often, I feel like, but he was like playing the big guy in this match. Yes. Like he was throwing Ray around. Yeah, and Kidman's damn good wrestling. Kidman's so he's super good, yeah. Uh, there's a slingshot yes. plancha to Ray, and the Ray sets Kidman into the guardrail outside, and Kidman drops him right on it in return. There's a slingshot leg drop to Ray over the guardrail, which is really cool. That was awesome. On to Kidman on the other side. Back in the ring for a Kidman near fall. Ray goes for a moonsault to Kidman outside, who catches him. He can't capitalize, though, and Ray runs him into the rail. Back in the ring, Ray hits an outside moonsault for a near fall, finally hits it. The announcers are beginning to bicker. Uh, this is when... So this is when... Um, I don't remember what it was, but Shivani made some kind of point, and then it was about like a knee or some injured part on one of the competitors, and then Heenan like backed him up, 
And then Shivani was like, I already said that. And then Heenan just gets pissy the rest of this match. And like, he's like, I'm not going to say anything then. And like, won't talk the rest of this match. They're like an old married couple. They're, they're honestly, they're, they're starting to get kind of distracting. A little bit, a yeah, little bit, especially yeah. during this match, like during the hardcore match, like right. it kind of played into it, you know, but here, like it was funny and entertaining, right? But, like the match was so good. It didn't really need. Yeah. That you should have been that's calling fair, the action. That's a fair point because it is kind of like, ta- like, I stopped writing match notes to write this. So well, this exactly. is enough for me to notice. This match, and the, there was one other, I believe, there was like legitimate, like dead air. Like there was long yeah. pauses. Well, and the part of that was because Heenan was refusing to say anything. And, and it was like. Tanae was kind of quiet the whole well, show. Well, it's like, you got to wonder, like, were they, turning, were they turning themselves down to be like, hey, dude, are you are you good? Like, what? what they could have been. They could have yeah. been. And, and I kind of feel like Tanae is in that, like, Renee Young spot but that, he like except for he actually knows what he's talking he's about like but, but he kind of does like play-by-play though like right. he's calling out a lot of moves but i feel like he's in that spot where it's like he's the spoken third. when spoken he's to. the third guy yeah and, for and sure i know in some of bischoff's podcasts they've kind of talked about how they kind of eased him in to having pay-per-view roles because he, he wasn't the most well-liked on commentary i personally love him oh yeah i like him just fine well with don west especially yeah, oh, yeah. don west really boosted his ass oh he really oh, boosted don west boosted time. everyone's ass oh yeah <laughs> he's the ass um, booster supreme back into the match just had to make that little sidebar there's a huge running power bomb to mysterio uh heedens refusing to talk about anything there's a kidman near fall after that there's a backbreaker to mysterio for a near fall a pop-up powerbomb by kidman for a near fall and then ray gets slid outside under the bottom rope by kidman kidman falls him out uh, Kidman's up on the apron, hits a beautiful shooting star. Oh press my god! Off the apron, onto Ray on the ground, just a thing of beauty. Kidman goes up top, back in the ring. He goes for a dive, but Ray meets him with a drop kick for a near fall, similar to the spot in the first match. But this one was inside the ring. There's a top rope bulldog to Kidman for a near fall. Ray hits a nice spin kick and then a scoop slam to Ray for another Kidman near fall. We get a springboard rolling senton to Kidman outside by Ray. Ray goes up top, he gets clothesline on a dive attempt for a near fall by Kidman. Uh, at this point, Heenan is talking about, like, he notices, again, I'm sorry to keep talking about the announcing, but it was distracting in a good way, kind of, kind of. Uh, so Heenan noticed that Rey Mysterio had several pockets in his pants, and he just starts going off on this tangent about how, can you imagine if Ray just loaded his pants full of illegal objects and brought them <laughs> into the ring? And Shivani was like, what are you talking about? There's a match going on, Bobby Heenan. They, Did you guys catch that? I, I heard him talking about it. And <laughs> it I was, was just, wild. I was trying, like, I was trying to really pay attention to, to this the match because it was so good. It was good. It was good. Uh, that with, was. With the way the crowd was acting, you think they were distracted by him too? Yeah, yeah I was going to bring that true. up a little bit later. The Dead crowd AF. was, and granted, this Deceased. match, this match was a little bit start, stop, start, stop. But still, like, this is Rey Mysterio and Billy Kidman. Like, give them your cheers. Come and on. Your eyes. Yes. Uh, Kidman tries to pop up Powerbomb again, but Rey hits a head scissors instead for a near fall. Super good counter. Rey flies into, into the ring post here. There's a pop up bulldog to Kidman for a Mysterio near fall. A pedigree to Mysterio, who just no sells it, because Kidman goes up top and Rey pops right up and meets Kidman up top. There's a sunset flip Powerbomb, but Rey kicks out on the uh, pinfall attempt there. A top rope bulldog to Kidman, but he kicks out. Kidman hits his own bulldog for a near fall. Kidman gets sent outside, who uh, gets re- jumps right back up on the apron. Ray hits a leg drop to Kidman, hanging over the middle rope as he's going to get back into the ring. There's a standing moonsault for a Mysterio near fall, and then a powerbomb gets countered into a Kidman bulldog. Kidman goes up top, but Ray knocks him down again. We get a top rope hurricane run out of Kidman, and Mysterio pins and retains in 16 minutes. That was a Frankensteiner, Dad. Was it? Yep, that's oh, what they call sorry. him. A Frankensteiner. 
and and uh, Mysterio there's retains. not really much difference. And fifty, there's like you go straight down instead of like a rotation, right? Essentially, uh, yeah, more yeah. or less, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Mysterio retains in sixteen minutes, uh, as Luke kind of alluded to. This was a very good match. The a little bit of start stop, which didn't personally hurt it too much for me. It was kind of just the way the match was put together. There was a big spot, and then. Uh, something else and then a big spot and something else uh but the crowd was like dead for most yeah, of this match yeah, it and it hurt it a little bit for me yeah I me think. too uh, i did enjoy the match i gave it 3.5 stars it was my mat- favorite match of the card so far uh i gave it three and three fourths three okay. quarters mm-hmm. um i really liked it uh i think the crowd and the announcers brought it down for yep, me a little yep, bit yep, because a fair point the crowd was dead which this match they should not have been dead if the crowd was more lively this would have been a four-star match and the and the announcers were just just kind of distracting. Like, I was starting to listen to them more than watch the match, and that's not how you should be doing it. Yeah. Unless it's garbage wrestling, which it wasn't. Right. No, yeah. Like like I said earlier, it made sense. Not that it was garbage wrestling, but it made sense in the hardcore match because it accentuated everything that was happening. It, it kind of uh, uh, aided the story a little yeah, bit. But yeah. here, it was, it was too... Like, they hardly... I mean, they brought it, oh, it was the partner thing is what he is what Heenan got so mad about because he reiterated that they're partners again, and Shivani was like, "Oh, I said that," and that's why he wouldn't speak. But like out, after that, they like didn't even like you wouldn't have known that was a dynamic in this match, right? And that was something the announcers could have really put over, like yes, look at I these agree. two, which they did a little bit, but it wasn't a focal point, and it should have been the focal point instead of Heenan getting mad and hey, let's load up Ray's pants with foreign objects. I don't know, just the, the yeah. Luke, what do you think? Uh, I gave it three and a half. I thought it was a super fun cruiserweight match. Um, do you guys think that the the crowd wasn't into it because there was just no heat? Like there was just no rivalry here. Like at all? no bad guy versus a good guy. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it, it was just it was just friendly competition. And they shook hands after the match. And yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's a really good point. Also, that is a good point. Uh, two things: these dudes went outside and back in more times than I could freaking count. Which I think aided to the stop start feeling a little bit. Dude, because they, it was spot outside. Let's crawl into the ring. Spot there was inside. a spot outside. It felt like at least 10 times. Yeah, that's a good match. point. That's a good point. Um, there was also her Karana or leg scissors outside by Ray and he clocked his forehead on the steps. Oh yeah. That was right. It was right after he sent Kidman after Kidman caught him on the moonsault and he sent Kidman into the guardrail and then he yeah. like went for her Karana and he spiked his head. And then he yeah. got like mad at the stairs. Yeah, he, stairs kicked, fault, he buddy. kicked the shit out of the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. They came out. They came right at me. But yeah, yeah, super, super fun cruiserweight match. Yep, and you're sure. right, uh, my favorite to this point. Cool. Of, of the card. Um, after this, we get a video package highlighting, and this is going to be my match of the night. And I'm saying it right now. Same. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> we get a video package highlighting the feud between uh, Saturn Raven and the Horseman. Uh, so kind of a little backstory: Raven and Saturn screwed. Um, the horsemen out of their tag team titles, which caused Mysterio and Kidman to win, and uh, then assaulted them on Thunder, just really giving it to the horsemen here. Uh, you know, just which, being the seedy baby faces, taking down authority that they are. Which is weird because Saturn had just broken up the flock not too long uh-huh, before this. Uh-huh, right. You know? And you know what's funny is I was telling Kyle this before we started. Uh, WCW Raven, as a kid, I remember him teaming with Saturn more than I do with the flock. Is that weird? No. Well, okay. and depending on when your viewership was, you know, and the sport, how sporadic right, it was. True. Uh, but this was like, I don't know. I, this is, Raven looks This was a time for Raven though. I remember fondly. Raven's great. Um, I'm going to say. Actually, all four look fantastic here, including a, even even the fifth, Mr. Arn Anderson. Mr. Anderson, yeah, because Anderson comes out. So this is going to be uh, Benoit and Dean Malenko with Arn Anderson, three of the four horsemen. Ray, uh, Rick's doing his own thing for later tonight versus Perry Saturn and Raven. I got to say, guys. This Four Horsemen song fucking slaps. Oh my god. This <laughs> song riff. is the guitar riff in this song is so 
damn good. If you guys are into like that, it sounds like it's from the eighties. Like if you're into that, like eighties, like vibey kind of sound, like I loved it. Check this song out because it is so damn good. Also, as we're talking about songs, should I try to pull it up right quick? Yeah, sure. As we talk about songs, I just want to say how in the FBI, they wouldn't pull out the WWE. But they did it for Raven. Yeah. So they wouldn't pull out the the dub of the... Yeah, we get the ABBA instrumental dance disco song for for Lo Guido. And we get the ca, 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 Which I like the ca, ca, ca. I like the uh, (laughs) the Nirvana ripoff better, but... Did you you get it up? Oh. (laughs) Well, that's a different story, but uh, after this ad... (laughs) Keep stalling, keep stalling. Five um, seconds. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Man, but... Hold on, hold on, hold on. You oh, right? you, have you got it? Hopefully this doesn't get us taken down. You gotta get past the intro. Oh, yeah. Oh, ten, sec- ten seconds in. Ah, oh, it's so fucking good. Oh man, oh, it's sex. so good. That dude. is sex. Oh, it's so that riff is so good. Okay, how was your ass, Zach? It is boosted through the roof. It feels like someone put a fire extinguisher up my pants. If you know what I'm saying. Well, that's that's the smoke I was smelling. <laughs> if you see, when there's smoke, there's fire. Damn, I'm having fun. Uh, so <laughs> I had a feeling this match was going to be good when I saw who was wrestling in it. And uh, let's talk about it. Uh, Saturn uh, has some spooky contacts in some like greenish yellow like, like cat eyes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, like spook- lizard, lizard eyes. Kind of spooky. Um, the crowd is so hot. There's a beach ball in the audience. So thanks for that, Tacoma. And no Cesaro to rip <laughs> no that shit Cesaro, up. But it didn't distract from the match. So no, fair, no. fair enough. Uh, Saturn and Benoit are going to start things off. There's a really nice exchange. Uh, just to, you know, locks, collar and elbow tie ups and waist locks Lock and, and all that fun shit. Uh, Saturn gets sent outside. And then Saturn, uh, Dean gets involved on the apron, and then Benoit comes after Saturn, and Saturn just like Irish whips Benoit so hard into Dean. Malenko. That was brutal. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, uh, by the way, this match is insane. So I'm gonna do my best to call everything. Oh, just watch the match. Oh, and they follow no rules. <laughs> I yeah. Well, I wrote that the horsemen yep. follow. The no horsemen rules. are doing whatever they want in this match. That, well, let's explain why. Little Charles Lynch. Robinson. Yeah, Little which Nate. they alluded to on commentary. Yes, because like there's hardly a damn tag in this match for the horsemen. Yeah, um, yeah they're just going in and out. Back inside, Raven gets tagged in. There's a nice double team leg sweep type move, kind of like the uh, the one that the AOP yeah, does. The, the well, it's total elimination. Is yeah. what, more like what they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Saturn and uh, and Raven. Yeah, no, but it was Saturn and uh, was it Benoit? Who are the eliminators? Saturn and uh, son of a. Bitch. It was Benoit. Was it? I think. Uh-huh. I it's Benoit wasn't one of the eliminators. I don't know who the other one was. You have a phone right there. Yeah, I do. Well, so do you, Dad? Sorry. I wasn't asking who the Eliminators were. All right. All right. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so there's a near fall off of that double team move. Then we get a double team suplex splash combo. Really nice looking for a Saturn near fall. As Milenko comes in to break in the pin. Lots of double teams of Raven and Saturn here. Raven gets sent outside. Oh, Arn and Dean ambush him. Perry Saturn and John Cronus. Oh, okay. I was close. Uh, there's a big drop by Benoit as he tags Malenko in. There's a double team spine buster here. Where the camera just drop Raven on the top. It was brutal looking, but I don't know if they meant to do that or not, but. It looked good. Dean knocks Saturn off the apron. There's a suplex to Raven for a Malenko near fall. The crowd is just going crazy here. They hate the horsemen. Um, Benoit comes back in. The ref misses an inside cradle attempt because he's distracted by uh, the other member of Raven and Saturn who isn't in the ring. I believe it's Saturn at this point. Uh, there's a back suplex by Benoit for a near fall. The ref is distracted by Saturn now, allowing both horsemen to beat up Raven. Uh, Malenko spits on Saturn as he's beating Raven up. Uh, just good dirty heel work here. Raven fights back, knocks uh, Malenko down. 
Perry Saturn gets tagged in, cleans house, even takes out Arn Anderson. There's a suplex to Malenko, some corner strikes to Benoit. Uh, Malenko recovers and knocks Perry down, and then he puts Saturn up top, but Raven gets involved, and they hit the Doomsday device. That was awesome. Uh, it was awesome, because it was like, things aren't looking good for Saturn, and then Raven like, kind of swoops in Whoop. out of nowhere and uh, hit, the, hit the Doomsday device. Saturn puts Malenko up for a, a Death Valley driver, but... They get a German suplex dropkick combo. So Malenko's going to German suplex Saturn, and then uh, Benoit dropkicks him on the way over, kind of like how uh, Rude and Gable do something similar. Yep. Uh, but it, it was just super smooth. It was great. Bunch of copycats. I know. What is this wrestling business we're into? <laughs> uh, Benoit sends Raven outside. There's a tiger bomb to Saturn into a Texas Cloverleaf. This sequence is fucking insane, by the way. Saturn gets to the rope. Saturn hits the Death Valley driver, but Benoit breaks up the pinfall with a diving headbutt. The headbutt's. flying headbutt. Yeah. Uh, this time, Dean. The CTE. The, special. C- the, the CTE special. You know, indeed. I got it. I got it. Like I was thinking that too during this whole match because there's the a no- one later in the match. Yes, is hard but, to watch. But even this one because he lands head to head. Oh it's, yeah, it's not. He even, lands head to steel bro, a little bit. Bro, later. every headbutt he ever did, it feels like he legit headbutted. I them. know. But if you look at like like Daniel Bryan when he would do it. It didn't look like he was hitting him as hard yeah. as Benoit. Also, is. he was hitting him in like the shoulder. Yeah, yeah exactly. he's like head to head. Um, so they hit as I said uh, Benoit breaks up the pinfall with a diving head but this time Dean rolls into the cover but Saturn kicks out there's a backbreaker to Saturn for Benoit near fall Dean gets tagged in ish as Saturn is uh, trapped <laughs> in the corner there's a toe hold drop kick double team combo and then like a coquina clutch style sleeper hold applied to Saturn by Malenko Raven breaks it up they get sent out by Benoit who enters the match just enters the match no tag just enters the match uh, there's a nice bridging suplex for a Benoit near fall. Saturn gets sent outside. Dean takes advantage of this, comes in, and uh, Raven ducks a clothesline, hits a sunset flip roll up to Benoit now for a near fall. To keep in mind, Dean had just tagged into this match, and Allegedly. then Benoit gets pinned uh, for a near fall here. Malenko applies the sleeper to Saturn once again. Raven finally gets tagged in, cleans house, clotheslines Malenko out. There's a chair in the ring. Raven sets it up and drop toe holds Ray and uh, drop toe holds Benoit into it. I apologize. And this is when I start realizing there's <laughs> no rules in no. WCW. No, not yeah, this, not no. in 1999. Well, the funny thing is, is they talk about oh, you're afraid of getting disqualified. Like, yeah, like he just did. He just blatantly uses the chair. And yeah. as you see in other matches coming up, it's the same thing. Like they're doing illegal stuff. Be careful, you don't want to get DQ'd. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, Malenko gets set up on a table outside that's set up now, but moves out of the way uh, from a Saturn dive. And well, Saturn he didn't goes, move. Arn pulled oh, him. Arn out of Anderson the way. pulled him out of the way, and uh, Perry Saturn dies. Uh, Raven hits the even flow DDT to Malenko, which is such a good DDT, by the way. Man, it's it's to me, it's number two behind Jake's. I say, I'd say you got Jake's as far as finishing moves. You got Jake's and, and Raven's are one two for me. Yep. Andrade's is getting up there for me too, though. Sure. That hammerlock DDT is so good, man. It's good to see a DDT finish. Not I Not to get too, too off track, but in current day WWE, I love having a DDT. To be a finish. You drop. You got two guys. You got Rude and uh, and Andrade, Andrade. Yeah. using it as a finish. Um. Uh, Arn comes in, distracting the ref. Uh, chair gets placed on Raven, who's Which dead. Which the ref watched him put the chair yeah. there. Well, like, yeah, like Arn, like he like he like so, places it down and runs away like so, a little mouse. So as as hard as I am on Bill Alfonso, sometimes at least Bill Alfonso tries to like be subtle. About be it. subtle by like rolling through the Arn, ring with like, the ref secret turn. agent rolling through. Yeah, and Arn just runs in, puts it there as the ref's watching and then, him, like, and is like, yeah, and he's like, what? Go. I didn't do anything, and then no, he leaves. It's, yeah, so he like gets in there. Charles is like, what are you doing? Nothing, nothing, nothing. He like yeah. And he, he like inches towards like a little boy Raven. who got caught. And he, in the, yeah, and he the just and he just jar. like sets it down on Raven and like puts his hands up. <laughs> yeah. and like, nope. I didn't do nothing. Nope. Uh, this allows Benoit to hit a diving headbutt onto oh, the steel chair that immediately makes him bleed open. hard way. Yeah. Uh, 
Malenko rolls over and gets the pinfall victory in 14 minutes. So, I'm not going to lie. This was my match of the night. This was a fanta- fantastic match. This stands up. This would be a match of the night contender on a current day, you know, WWE show, in my opinion. Hmm. The fast and loose handling of the rules did bring it down a little Same. bit for me. Because yep. it was just like a little bit too like, okay, guys, what are we doing? I still gave it four stars. I loved this match so much. I also gave it four stars. Um, I just have to say right now, Raven, so underrated. Ass boosting. Like, he oh, is yeah. so good. And Dean Malenko and Perry Saturn, also very, very underrated. Yeah, all wrestlers. four guys in this match are just like yeah, oh, all masters four, of, all the, of the All four are great, but I mean, at least people know that Benoit is great. Yeah. But Saturn's like sneakily good. Yes, he is. And he, I mean, we've got to plug it right now. He's got a GoFundMe out there. He's having some real bad life issues. So. Not life issues, medical issues. So if you are listening to this, you should look into donating the Perry Saturn. Well, and he's facing a lot of those issues. Didn't he do something super selfless? Didn't he like somebody was save getting somebody, somebody was getting stabbed? raped and he got shot in the back of the head or <gasps> neck? It was the neck. It was <sighs> back back in the neck. But he, somebody was getting raped and he started beating the person up that was wow. doing it, and he got shot. So, so support that dude for God's sakes. For look, real. What'd you think of this match? Um. I gave it three and three quarter, and the only reason was because of freaking little Nate <laughs> and his blatant disregard of yeah, any rules. Yeah, um, So that it. was kind of this. That was kind of disorienting, disorienting hey Luke, to me. Hey, buddy. If you were if you were fighting someone, and I was the ref though. I'd do the same thing for you. You would you'd be on my side. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, you're, dude. You're welcome. Right also, um, everyone looks fantastic here, as you guys mentioned. I still just can't get over. Art Anderson looks better here than he did like in his. Prime wrestling. Test. No, you're right. Like, you're right. Like he um, looks really good. Oh yeah, for sure. Spe- I got to do one more thing about Raven. What's that? I love his ring gear. The sh- the, oh, the yeah. shorts and yeah. the shirt. Like, it takes uh-huh. like the jacket. In general, I think like, and you're seeing a lot of this on the show. Like guys just wearing like street clothes in the ring. Right. Like you got to have that. Like it's got to be you. Like you have to encapsulate it. And nobody has done that better than Raven. In we're right, opinion. Raven. And there's only one guy. Like I don't like. Dean Ambrose as much doing it, but you know who I love doing it? Who? Eddie Edwards. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I I love what he's doing because it fits him so well. Yeah. Yeah, I know I agree. I just I totally agree with your point though. Like cuz you do see a lot of guys in this like Kidman, Mysterio, Disco well, Inferno, well, Kidman, Conan. that's what Kidman wore all the time. Oh yeah, true. But I feel like with Raven like it, I don't know, it just fits him better. Like, yes, it does. Also, I mean, we brought it up briefly, but Chris Benoit doing a diving headbutt to the steel chair and busting himself open. It's and, a big yes. And being like, I'm, I'm almost positive he got a concussion on that. Hit. He would have had to have because they showed a replay because and there was they like, were helping him out. I'm sure he got like four concussions. Whether on it that. was a work, whether it was a work or not, they were helping him out and he was busted. The diving headbutt. It's probably good that move's not around anymore. Really. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, not it, like that. I mean, God. I mean, when Brian, like Brian, I've, I saw Brian do it not long ago. Yeah. And and like Luke said, I think it was Luke said he hit him in the shoulder. Yeah. 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 Which, it's obvious that he's not hitting him in the head, which like you can argue takes away from your suspension or disbelief. But I'd rather that know him, that a move isn't real than know that it is. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And that Brian's that gonna have a nice life. And exactly. Have a he's not family. gonna. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's all we need to say. I, about I that. guess one more thing about that is I'd rather Brian not do it at all because I just don't want the yeah, risk. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But at least he does it in a safer. Way. Yes. 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 Uh, up next, we get a video package highlighting the U.S. Uh, championship tournament. Scott Hall has disappeared like Luke just now. 
and uh, Ric Flair, the com- the owner, president of WCW? He's, he, yeah, he's the president. Why is he the president and the champion? That makes no damn sense. <laughs> it feels like a conflict of interest to me, but wasn't it because he sued Eric Bischoff, I right? think he beat Bischoff in a match. Oh, okay. Because this is when they were having their tiffy. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he strips Scott Hall of the U.S. championship. And there was a tournament that Jericho got to enter twice? Yeah, and uh, Scott Steiner broke the matchup both times. I don't know. Uh, so the final is the Scott Steiner versus Booker T for the vacant U.S. title. Uh, Booker T uh, just so happens to also be the television champion, so he's going after some gold here. Uh, and and should we talk about Scott Steiner? Scott Steiner is out of control. <laughs> On his way to the ring, he instantly starts John with a fan on the entrance ramp, and then instead of like getting into the ring, he goes around all three sides of the ring, like on the barricade, and is just giving the fans the business. And for a second, I was like, oh, he's like really getting chippy with people. But you could tell he was having like the time of his life. Yeah, oh, he was having a great he time. He was having so much fun. He tried to fun. slap a guy's hat off and missed. Strike out. There were several times when like, he was on camera and you could see he was trying not to like smile or laugh, but he was just, ju- he was like making like a female fan touch him and be like, you want to touch a real man? Well, As her boyfriend's like right there. <laughs> and she is, and she's relentlessly touching his pecs and scre- screaming. It's hilarious. Time. This and, was and, so and, much fun. And the dude's just talking shit to him. This was like the Dudleys, but like yeah, not as uncomfortable. Serious, serious question though. Yeah. Is Scott Steiner one of the funniest wrestlers of all time? Oh, yeah. Yes. Because yes. That, Whether it's intentional or not. Oh, I think it's intentional. He knows what he's doing. Do, but do you think those, like, 66 and two-thirds exactly. percent, like, do you think that's intentional? That's or do you think he's just losing no, his lines? No, it has to be intentional. I think the dude it's is gotta losing be his intent- lines. I think, I, think he has, I think he has a grasp on comedy more than you guys think. Zach. Oh, I, I no. that That video I tagged you in on Twitter with Bully Ray where he was like, you get the fat girl. Like, that's intentional. But I don't know if the no, it's, Zach, it's, Zach. He's a meathead. I know he's a meathead, but I think he has a little that bit better promo, grasp on things than you guys. That understand. promo that Kyle is alluding to, where he's doing that, that is him just being a dummy. Like he's, that, he's just spitting. At no, that point. I'm no, sorry, but it's not. It's not, bro. There's no way. His delivery is too is too spot on for him to just be. He's you know spitballing, why? but you he know knows why? he's being funny. You know why his delivery is that good? Because he's been doing this shit for decades. Oh yeah, exactly. He he. So I'm he's just saying. Just on he has a better grasp than you guys think. He um, knows that he's funny, and he's got because he has great timing. Like his comedic timing is too good for it to be not intentional. Like he's funny. Like he's intentionally funny. Oh, then there was the one where he said, "He said, we're gonna go bomb the bomb the Japs with Hiroshima or something like that." <laughs> oh my like, God! What are you doing? Oh, Not everything yeah. works, yeah. Uh, but he's just he's just giving the fans the business here. Everyone like he's just having a good damn time with these people, like riling them up. Everyone's getting in his face, which which I love because he's doing just enough and he's having just enough physical contact with people. Um, without like people trying to hit him, without, yeah, yeah. without him having it's to all, punch it's people. All, Except he tried to hit that guy's hat off. Yeah, but he did which not is a major it. lawsuit now. Oh, yeah. He actually he actually did make contact with the hat though. Like it kinda got He nudged. like brushed it, yeah. Uh, the dude laughed at him. It was all like it seemed like it was all in fun for the most part. Yeah. Uh which I, I enjoyed watching it and he, he wouldn't stop though in the pre match. He was just Oh and, and during the match he was screaming he at him. He stopped the, whole the time. match and jumped over the barricade at one point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was obviously yeah. like he they knew he was gonna do it because there's a security guy already waiting right there when he did it. It was just so funny. Here's the thing. Uh the only I'm <laughs> the only reason that he stopped was because the referee had was like at eight. 
Like he he was started the bell had already rang and they just started counting it out. Like oh, Scott, speaking of the like bell, Scott, let's get this shit going. Did any of you guys catch the bell? Because I didn't catch the bell in this match. I did. Yeah, Luke did. Okay, because I didn't start counting until they actually started wrestling. Oh. Was that this match or the next match? It was probably this match. Yeah, it was it, this match. Anyway, let's get into the match. Uh, so Booker T is ready to fight. This is when uh, Skyner just wants to fight everybody. Uh, they start going. So this is when I start the timer. There's some stiff, stiff forearms to Booker T. This is oh, a, this yeah. is a stiff match. Some by Brock both guys. Forearms. Yeah. Uh, it's a drop kick to Steiner. Steiner rolls outside. There's a big corner strikes to Booker T back in the ring. Diving forearm to Steiner. Nice reverse kick here by Booker. Booker T sends him outside. There's a diving clothesline by Booker T. And then Steiner uh, gets sent to the guardrails and like allowing more fans to just like oh they're all give over Steiner him. the business. And Booker T is playing into it too here. Um, they get back into the ring and Steiner tries calling for a timeout. Uh, Booker T does not oblige. There's a stiff corner clothesline to Steiner and another. Booker T uh, gets some corner strikes in, but Scott lifts him up and then crotches him on the top rope like in between two turnbuckles. Now Steiner sends Booker into the guardrail outside. Uh, Steiner's just being a cock. He's just like constantly flexing to the audience and like he's kissing like fi- his ugly bicep he's like fixing his hair like with this goofy half smile like in the middle of the ring while Booker's down I was having a good time uh, damn, I'm having, having damn I'm having fun uh, we need a damn I'm having fun shirt by the way uh, we get a cocky pin after belly to belly suplex for a near fall he doesn't like that and then starts to go after the ref and then the ref gets scared like too scared to disqualify uh, Steiner is the angle because right after this, he just kicks Booker T in the dick and balls like right well, in front and of then the grabs ref. a chair. The announcers, yeah. the announcers like sell it too. They're just yeah. like, well, when you're that scary, you're not you gonna get away get with anything. Kid. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the dick kick came after the chair. Scott grabbed a yeah, chair yeah, and right. hit Booker T with the chair. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and then, like, the ref goes to, like, say something to him, and Scott just starts yelling at him. Yeah, so no DQ in this match is going to happen either. <laughs> uh, there's a bear hug to Booker T. finishes with a belly-to-belly as Booker T tries to escape. Eventually, Booker T recovers, hits Steiner with the DDT, and then a nice spins kick, followed by a series of clotheslines. On the third one, though, the ref gets in between. Uh, I mean, Steiner pretty much made it happen. Yeah, Steiner. And uh, he, the ref is taken out here. Booker T hits the scissor kick, and then hits the spinner Rooney. He goes for the cover, but the ref is still down, so he just counts himself. Himself, but it's not gonna work um but i have seen that work in matches before and it's oh, actually yeah? really ridiculous i'm yep. pretty sure stone cold got away with it yep he uh he finally the ref finally gets up and gets taken out again by steiner who this time is more blatantly just runs oh yeah he, yeah no steiner just like clubbed him down uh, they called like, it a sidewalk slam but it was an alabama slam to steiner by booker t like he didn't it wasn't right. all the way back but he was like no it was an alabama slam uh Booker goes up top but gets crotched by Steiner. And then he hits the Frankensteiner from the middle uh, to Booker T. Uh, Booker T is in the top rope. Obviously, it's the Frankenstein. It was a top uh, Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Steiner gets the pinfall uh, and manually counts the ref's hand, but Booker T kicks out because it's a little bit of a slow count. Steiner produces like a foreign object wrapped in tape. and it's a little uh, spiky spike. Yeah, something spiky. Booker T hits a suplex, but Steiner stabs him in the middle of the suplex. And, yes, and he drops di- him and dies, and then Steiner wins the match after a delay. What the fuck? He like why are you so surprised? He poked him with a piece of tape, and that was the end Bro, of the William match. Bro, William Regal. Did, I mean, he had knucks most of the time. That was a sharp object. Right? He like p- poked him in the tummy, though. He didn't even hit no, him in the no, head. No, no, he hit him in the head. No, he didn't. He got him in the neck. It yeah. was like up here, yeah, like in dude, the shoulder. He hit his fucking jugular. Didn't you see he was just squirting blood and then the pinfall? Yeah, and then there the was win. like no wound. There was like, I thought this was the stupidest finish of the I'm night. I'm just saying, I know you're really surprised, but I've seen that finish. I've seen uh, that finish. That, that, that's, that's a classic old heel. school yeah. heel thing. 
I gave the match two stars. It was going to be a 2.5 star match, but I really hated the end a lot. I gave it two and a quarter. Um, I was so, again, I was so entertained through this whole thing mm-hmm. that like, I think I loved these matches more than I probably should have, but I was so thoroughly enjoying it that I was, damn, I'm having fun. So this is, so I, uh, I pulled a Kyle on this one like he did earlier. I give this two and three quarters because I just had so much fun. Uh, dude, dude, hell yeah, dude, Scott, and I've I've gone on record on this podcast before and with you guys in conversation to not be that big of a Scott Steiner fan. Um, he was just so out of control in this match. Like, you know, you know who's a huge Scott Steiner fan? Who you? Me? Yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah. I'm a freak, <laughs> freakzilla <laughs> baby. Freak, holla! But uh, if you hear me, but he he was very very entertaining <laughs> in this match. Uh, he flashed some of the Steiner brothers wrestling uh-huh. acumen. Uh, w- which was fun, but he also has the ugliest biceps I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> They're horrible. Looking. Like it's really. Are you weir- jealous of them? I mean, no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> but they're like super. They're super steroided out, obviously. But when he <laughs> but when he flexes them, they get so narrow and like hilly. Yeah. They're they're just very it's like, strange. It's like he biceps. got injected with mashed potatoes. It's like when I used to draw <laughs> muscle guys. Like, muscle guys as a kid. It's like someone yeah. put a, draw- yeah. a little kid's drawing to life, and it's like yeah. a real person. Uh, yeah, for sure. After that, we get the worst segment I've ever seen. Uh, Rey Mysterio is being interviewed at the quote-unquote internet booth. But you can't hear but him. But you can't hear anything. The crowd is booing something. And then you get, like, a terrible CG graphic or a terrible graphic with, like, this, like, CG horse <laughs> that you can count the polygons on as it runs across the screen. Well, it's like, hey, this was a train wreck. Well, it was for WCW.com. It was like, yeah. hey, you want more quality content like this? <laughs> yeah. WCW.com. <laughs> this was horrible. I don't even know why. And, like, then you could hear, so not only could you not hear what they were saying then you could hear like very faintly you could hear uh tony Schiavone speaking in the background too uh-huh. plus the crowd it was just like what the fuck is going on yeah they screwed uh, it up big time it was fun and then we get another bad video package this one is hyping up nash and goldberg wcw video package fucking suck like they're, they're horrible this one's just no like kevin dunn shit tell this you. one's i know this one's just like a target and it's like pew, 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 with like their names, <laughs> and then it's like pictures of them, and that's that's it. This feud, this was this feud is, is birth sucks. Out of Goldberg's first ever loss, Getting and the best thing the you can come up prodded. for for Goldberg's revenge is pew, 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 like come on. Well, that's basically what the match was. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, so this is gonna be Kevin Nash versus Goldberg. Goldberg's chance to get revenge on Nash. And I'm sorry, but Kevin Nash in this in this time. Just miss me with it. He he's it, just like yawning on his way yeah, to the bro, ring. He oh. didn't give a shit. I know that that was like kind of his thing, right? He's like, I'm just like so fucking cool. No, 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 but no. Like, but that was literally his yeah, thing in person. It like, was just it just doesn't do anything for me. Like, I've seen Kevin Nash be entertaining. Not since we've been doing this podcast, though. Every time he's made an appearance, it's just put me to sleep. Well, that's what happens when you have a downside guarantee, folks. Yep. Uh, so he comes out with Lex Luger, who's looking bad, and and Miss uh, Elizabeth, who's kind of good, looking all right. Yeah, not yeah, bad. Yeah, but not bad. just I think we, I think I mentioned this when Kyle talked about it on last week's podcast when he mentioned it was Lex Luger, Miss Elizabeth coming out with Kevin Nash. Like seeing those two, like makes me sad. Luger and Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, yeah, she's yeah. because hey, that's ultimately. She's I know no, she's no gorgeous George, you know. Stop, stop it. <laughs> but ultimately, like once that started happening, is obviously when the increased drug use really, as far as we know, uh, happened, and that was what took Miss Elizabeth's life was them just binging on pain meds and shit. 
Lex Luger is looking like like a stroke victim kind of at this point in his life. Yeah, he's just like on, he's on lost stroke. like so much of his he muscle mass walk, at this point. Really. Yeah, and uh, so he is apparently going to do something. I mean, but I, in his, the defense of Lex Luger, both Eric Bischoff and uh, Bruce Pritchard have said he's a lot better of a person now. Good. So uh, that's I mean, good. If you could find a silver lining hey, in such a like a bad wrong, thing, there's you know? nothing wrong because he used story. to be the biggest asshole, narcissist. Um, in gimmick and life, yeah. As the ma- as the bell, the bell rings, so Goldberg comes out. Everyone loves him. The bell rings, which I'm sad they didn't do. I don't know when they stopped doing it, but they did not do the whole the knock on the, the knock, door. Knock, oh yeah, knock. it was just the yeah. music, and he just came out. They did the pyro though, right? Right. Yeah. yeah and yeah. the fire breathing dragon. Yeah, <laughs> which cannot be good for the man's like nasal passage lungs. Any oh, he's of okay. It. He only did it for like three years. <laughs> oh, true. Uh, he looks great still. So. Uh, as, after the bell rings, Nash just like slowly grabs a mic and he's like, "Hey yo!" He does the Scott Hall thing. She was kind of making fun of him, I guess. Yeah, and he's like, "The the Wolfpack is in the house," and then they start to wrestle. <laughs> uh, they tie up. Nash is in control in the corner for fucking ever. Miss Elizabeth gets on the apron, allowing Nash to kick Goldberg in the weenie. So some more weenie trauma for you. Goldberg gets sent corner to corner. Uh, like, but on the second one, like, did you guys notice that like they like stopped for a second? So like. Nash sends Goldberg into one corner and then he goes to send him into the other and like Goldberg just like stops moving for a second. I, I did notice that. I, did he have to? Did he have to buffer? Like what happened there? <laughs> I don't know to, what happened. But the it was frame weird. rate just just bogged down. Um, damn, I'm having fun. Didn't uh, render. Goldberg hits a diving. Sh- oh, I missed uh, like two lines. Um, uh, yeah, this delayed, the match. This is a delayed sidewalk slam for a Nash near fall. Goldberg hits a diving shoulder tackle and then hits a sidekick. He goes for the spear, but Nash like leapfrogs it. That was the most athletic and, thing yeah. that guy's done and, ever. And uh, the ref gets it instead. Ever. Luger hits and the, the weakest. Knees. Oh yeah, Kevin or in Goldberg the, spears his the head ref in like the knees. right. In the, yeah, just takes him out the, the lower mid chop block flag. Uh, yeah, fifteen yards. Uh, I don't know how many yards it is. Probably fifteen. I think, yeah, sure. Uh, thanks. You're a sports guy, you know. Uh. Luger hits the worst chair shot I've ever seen to Goldberg right in his back. Poor Goldberg has to sell it. Nash teases the jackknife, but uh, Goldberg just grabs him by the dick and balls. The whole package. It was Joey Ryan-esque. The entire package is in Goldberg's hands. And then uh, Luger tries to get involved, but gets tossed. There's a spear to Nash, then the jackhammer. The ref recovers in time to count. Goldberg wins in seven and a half minutes. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. If someone could meme that and just take that image of Goldberg's like crazy looking face while he's got a handful, well, it was a good, it was a good shot. It was a good shot. If someone could just put the Brazzers logo underneath it, <laughs> it was a good shot because like it was like under Kevin Nash's legs, and then you like just see like the fingerless gloves like <gasps> dug, and then you see like Goldberg over here just like Rah! his like, eyes are popping out of his head. It was a great shot. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was a shot. All so right. this was just a match for me. Like it was Goldberg. It was whatever. It was, it was a Goldberg yeah. match. Uh, he got the win. He, he got his heat back, which was good. Uh, I give it two stars, same as last match for me. It just kind of happened. I also gave it two stars. Um, th- the one thing I'm happy is that it didn't overstay its welcome. I was worried yeah, it was going to exactly. be like a 15 minute match and be like, "What is going on?" The right guy won. Oh yep. Um, it just didn't stay on too long. I was fine with it. Two stars. Well, here's the thing. So I didn't even have to look at how much time was left in the pay per view at this point. Because I was like, oh, Goldberg and Kevin Nash. And I knew 
It was not going to be more than like eight minutes. So I was like, okay, this will be. <laughs> yep. No matter how shitty this is, this too shall pass. So I gave it. I gave it two stars. It did what it needed to. And I was so glad that there wasn't like a bunch of shit. You know, right. like Luger got involved once the ref went down, and that was like it. But I yep. still feel like it failed to hype up the fact that this was Goldberg's redemption. Oh, a hundred million bazillion percent. Like, well, that it should have never been ended with a cattle prod, anyways. I mean, yeah, but yes, that's but given that, that this was Goldberg's big like revenge attack essentially on Kevin Nash and the revenge victory like they didn't play that up at freaking I feel all. like the revenge attack should have, like revenge should have been him winning the title from Nash or some something yeah. like that the, instead of just like a there was just I don't nothing say on the line. Main event. it was a throwaway match yes it was, there was no it was the come down yeah. match before the main event exactly also um I, I'm sure none of us really know here maybe reckless Robbie would but at this time of WCW was was black and white just like wrecked yeah we talked about that earlier because hogan and this main event comes out to the wolf pack pack as well everyone that's nwo related does this is i don't know this like trying to follow trying to follow the nwo chronology at this point just sting again yeah dude trying to follow the wc the nwo wcw chronology at this point is like trying to understand shakespeare like it is so convoluted (laughs) like I don't know. What's I do. Going I do want to. I can't remember which pay per view it was that I watched, but I do want to get to that pay per view eventually, where it's literally just like everyone on the card. It's just. Arr, 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 <laughs> well, like, it, it sold out. It was the same way at WCW NWO sold out because yeah. every NWO guy came out to a bow, 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 bow. So, and then oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, we're at main event time. This is gonna be a four corners match for the belt. It's gonna be Ric Flair, who's the champion, versus. As the president of the company, by the way, it seems like yeah. Like interesting. Well, you know, it's hilarious because it's you know they're just mirroring out Ric Flair ran things. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. He booked himself like in a match that he's not going to win too. Like right, hey, everyone knows selfless. your odds of winning go down every time you add another person to the match. Right. Selfless booking. That's true. Uh, it's going to be Ric Flair versus DDP versus Hollywood Hogan versus Sting Hogan. <laughs> I said it. Nice. Not even on purpose either. Yes. Uh, Hogan maniacs. Uh, so Macho Man's introduced as a special guest referee with and Gorgeous George, who with Gorgeous knows. George, who's her, his just his, his girlfriend, girlfriend like, I guess. He's just like, hey, hey, you want to come out she here? You're been, hot. She must have been cold and not wearing a bra. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, also, I have bosoms. To point uh, yes. something out. Yeah, Ric Flair came out first after Macho Man. Uh oh. Uh oh. So the champion should always come out last. So you're always pissed. Say it loud, say it proud. Champion last. Um, I also like how Macho Man's in full ring gear here. He's yeah, just, he's ready to go. Well, this is like what. <laughs> He came back. I can't remember what kind of hiatus it was, but it's been a wh- mm, excuse me. It's been a while since we've seen him. Yeah, they mentioned that it had been like a little bit. Um, he, he looks like this he's is a, such full a full-on rap album. Macho. This is a weird period for the Macho Man. Like, I I'm confused by his look. Uh, yeah, it's weird. But he's the guest referee. Welcome back, Mach. Uh, what Mach? When Hogan's making his way out, I like this was the point when it's like okay. I've heard enough of this Wolfpack theme for tonight. Wolfpack is back. <laughs> I've had enough of it. Thankfully, it's the last Don't time. Don't turn your back on the Wolfpack. Um, the bell rings and a brawl ensues. Hogan sends Flair out of the ring. DDP sends Hogan out. And then Hogan and Flair brawl outside. DDP and Sting are fighting in the ring. There's a neckbreaker to Sting for a DDP near fall. Hogan and Flair continue brawling outside. There's a Stinger splash to Page back in the ring for a near fall. Flair is in to break the pinfall attempt up. Hogan follows. Flair goes up top. And of course, Sting tosses him down. Uh, DDP and Sting, their brawl now is going to turn outside, and Hogan and Flair are going to wrestle in the ring for a while. Hogan whacks Flair with the weight belt, and uh, there's a body drop to Flair, and then Flair gets up, and Flair flops in the middle of the ring, getting all his shit in. <laughs> yeah, getting the greatest hits. Yep. Uh, there's a chop to Hogan in the corner, who no-sells it and begins hulking up. 
five minutes into a match, we're getting a Hulk up. So Hulk's getting his shit in too. <laughs> Which, well, he'll need to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Hulk Hulk's up here. And uh, DDP is going for the... Uh, or Sting's going for the Scorpion Deathlock. Hogan hits the leg drop. And Sting has no choice. He has to break up the pinfall on uh, Hogan and Flair there. DDP sends Sting outside. And then Flair targets Hogan's leg. Uh, and then sinks in the figure four. Hogan eventually reverses the pressure though. DDP's back in the ring. He breaks up the submission. There's kind of a botched neckbreaker that like Flair just decided he didn't want to take. It looks like like he went for a neckbreaker and Flair's like, nope, I ain't taking that. <laughs> and he gets thrown outside for his troubles though. DDP sinks in the figure four to Hogan around the ring post. Sting eventually breaks it up, which correct me if I'm wrong, because they kept putting over like Hogan's gonna tap, but like that's not a legal submission. He can't tap, right? Right. So, bro, who cares? Bro. There's no rules in WCW. There's they no, do whatever the hell they want to. There is no rules in WCW. Look at all those intimidating foes in there. Well, they're also doing, like, they also kept doing the 10 count. And it's like, who would have won if you got to 10, Savage? Who wins the match at that point? Yeah, because there's usually two guys still in the ring. Yeah, is it a draw? Okay, like, Randy Savage wouldn't have known what to call. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, was that good, by the way? It was all right. What Thanks. up, match? Thanks, man. Uh, so then a trainer comes out to tend to Hogan and Hogan's like, brother, I can't go anymore. This doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> I can't lose like this, brother. Get care. Get me out of this match. So Hogan, to get Uncle Eric out there. So Hogan leaves and Eric comes out to check on him as he's going. Well, uh, so was this, was this shoot? Was he hurt? It was a work. Okay. I knew it was a work for sure. Yeah. Uh, so Sting. Okay. I got worked. Say so you did. Don't worry, because I'm going to shoot, brother. Uh, Sting and Flair go, are going at it now. Uh, I wrote down that I have a feeling Hogan will be back. He will not. Wrong. Uh, so just, you know, you know, just worth noting. Uh, really nice dropkick by Sting. DDP is watching as Sting and Flair go at it. There's some corner chops to Sting by DDP. He also no-sells them now. Everyone's no-selling chops here. Uh, there's a standing elbow to Sting for a near fall. DDP kills Flair with a lariat for a near fall of his own. And uh, Savage is counting so slow. Oh, yeah, he's bad. One. But he's not doing it, like, with a bias yet. He's just slow counting everybody. Hey, but at least he's not a limp wrist like Nick Patrick. Right? <laughs> at least there's no Nick Patrick on this show, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, Stinger splash to Page. Uh, DDP goes for a diamond cutter, but Sting counters into a bulldog. DDP hits Sting with a tombstone after Sting tries hitting DDP with one. But Flair makes the break on the pinfall attempt. Uh, DDP gets sent out. There's a beautiful superplex by Sting to Flair for a Sting near fall. Flair with the sleeper on Sting, and then DDP comes in with the sleeper on Flair. So we got a sleeper train. Then Sting breaks it up for everybody by hitting a jawbreaker, and everyone just flies everywhere. This was fun. It was um, very cartoony. It was. It was kind of fun, though. Oh, Flair, yeah. um, oh, hold on. Everyone is down at this point. Paige and Flair are both working over Sting when they get back up. Sting fights back, hits a flying clothesline to both guys. There's a bulldog to Paige, a stinger splash to Flair. Sting goes for a scorpion deathlock, but DDP intervenes. Uh, Sting hits a scorpion death drop off of a suplex attempt. That was pretty cool. That was awesome. Sick. Uh, there's a figure four to Sting, and uh, he gets to the ropes, and then Savage out of nowhere pulls flair into the middle of the ring gets up top and hits an elbow drop out of nowhere and that allows the diamond flare or flare to get hit with a diamond cutter by page and the pinfall is made and for the first time diamond dallas page wins the wcw championship in 17 and a half minutes at like age uh, 40 yep yeah uh, so good for him. Very well-deserved run here for two page. years too late, but whatever. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, Hogan, you know, uh, <laughs> This finish was fine, but like 
What was, was it? I guess. It I don't know. I guess not. Like, what was Savage doing? It must have set up like a. It had something. to have set up something because, like, it was so out of left field. And it's like, why Flair out of like anybody? Because he's the president. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, You're not gonna let me work. I'm gonna give you the elbow. I'm pretty sure somebody threw a slim jim at Macho Man. By the way, I was gonna go back and look. It was either a straw or a slim jim. Oh my god! And I'd like to I miss that. I'd like to think it was as he was going up top to hit the elbow. I'm like 90% sure someone was slim jim. Man. Just gets templed. Uh, I, I, I kind of want to go back and rewatch it, but if anybody knows if it was or was not a Slim Jim, let me know. Um, even with the finish in mind, I didn't hate this match. I didn't either. I, I kind of liked this match. Yeah, me too. Uh, it was fun. It was just a classic WCW main event. Get everybody in. Let them all get their shit in. Uh, I think I think it slowed. I think it lost something though when Hogan left. I do too. I agree. I agree. I do too. Because um, like that, you know, a, th- a th- having a three-way match like is a very difficult thing to put on, especially with three older workers. Not And Sting was the youngest by far in this match, right? And he was even a veteran <laughs> at this point. Right. I mean, him and DDP might have been around the same age, but... DDP's a little older. Generally, yeah. it takes, like, young, very athletic, prime guys to make a three-way match work. Yeah. So it did slow down a little bit. I gave it 2.5, even with that finish. Um, it was just kind of a, a heck-filled main event. I gave it two and a quarter. It was very convoluted. But it was a good brawl. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was enjoyable. It, it, nobody embarrassed themselves. It does feel, at least to me, like Paige's moment might have been quelled a little bit because yes. of the savage because, yeah, involvement. Because of savage, yeah, uh, and which the Hogan is unfortunate injury too. Yeah, which is unfortunate because I mean Paige obviously deserves his moment in the in the spotlight. But it kind of felt to me like there was so much confusion over what happened with Savage that like. When DDP got the pinfall, I was like, oh, yeah, DDP just won the title. Right. So, I don't know. I agree. I completely agree. What did you think of the match? What did you give it? Oh, uh, two and three quarters. Um, it was it was a lot of fun, but you're totally right. And I think that the crowd wasn't – the crowd was in the same state that we were. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they they weren't going that crazy for DDP. Um, his Even him celebrating on like him going up on the top rope and flashing the belt and stuff, it didn't feel that genuine. It didn't feel like he really got that moment. Yeah. Uh, DDP, obviously, as we know, was a lot hotter like two years before this. Yeah. Big a, time. A Sting lot Sting was by far the most over person. And in, 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 if we're just talking about this match. Yeah. Like yes. Sting was by f- yes. far the most yes. over person. In so this I match. think that WCW really whiffed on their big opportunity yeah. to, give, to give DDP the title when it mattered the most. Yeah. Exactly. When it was just the way it was booked, there was no drama in the finish. Because well, Flair just there drops, was, but it's confusingly yeah, so. Flair just drops an elbow drop, like, like look at what WWE is doing with Kofi Kingston right now, and like how much drama there is they're in that just, program. They're so excellent, right and now. and compare that to this, which obviously we don't have the benefit of lead up programming right. to work into it, but just the way this match was booked, like it never felt like. Page was like this veteran plucky guy who was going to climb the mountain and finally win the title. Mm. It was just like. The finish just happened, you know. Like I don't yeah. know. It, it, it was it was a weird ending. But it, again, it was cool to see Paige win the title. Before I agree. before we sign off, I do want to talk about like a couple things from this past week of shows, like with SmackDown and Raw. That are just oh yeah, for excited. sure. Let's get to our ratings and then yeah, we'll yeah. go yeah, into yeah, that. Yeah, you bet. Uh, overall, I gave the show a very solid middle of the road C. Um, was not a bad show by any stretch of the imagination, but there was some kind of goofy stuff and eh, it matches that kind of brought it down. Nothing. Nothing nearly as bad as we've seen in any of our other WCW shows thus far. Um, And the good was really good, but um, yeah, C. Um, I'm struggling between a C plus and a B minus because I really enjoyed this show. So I'll probably go C plus. 
Um, really, really, really enjoyed this show. Probably one of the better WCW pay-per-views, at least for the time. That's not saying much about WCW yeah. pay-per-views. That's crazy. But you could be right. Like, this is by far the best one, I think, in my opinion, at least that we've watched. Seen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, C-plus is where I'm at with it. Cool. Um, yeah, there were multiple three stars for me. Uh, there was one that was really close to four. You, you guys know what? Gave I'll do C-plus, too. I'm coming up with C+. Because nice, I did dude. give three... I hey, give, hey, way to conform. Thanks. I also gave like three matches, three plus stars, so I feel like it, it deserves it. So yeah. I want to be consistent yeah. with my ratings. And that was WCW Spring Stampede. Now let's transition into a little bit of uh, WWE and, and just wrestling in general banter. Can I start? Can I, can I have the floor? Do it. Ring of Honor had a fantastic show on Friday night. Their 17th anniversary pay-per-view. You guys, track this show down and watch it. Uh, just so... The, Matt Taven... And Jay Lethal had a 60-minute match for the Ring of Honor World title. Just the classic. Shane Taylor and Jeff Cobb had one of the best big man matches I've ever seen. Uh, the whole card, top to bottom. Uh, uh, Squirrel Industries and uh, the Briscoes had a bang and tag team How match. good was the production? Uh, it was great. There okay. was not one like <laughs> hiccup the whole time. Just a super great show. Then we might have to track that down for a review. It's super good. Uh, Ring of Honor needed a big show because their last couple pay-per-views hadn't been super noteworthy and they knocked this one out of the park so just wanted to give him a shout out uh well, watch the jeff Cobb. i mean obviously watch the taven and lethal match because it's a 60 minutes of just like old school wrestling like apparently according to the uh the wrestling observer awards that oh. we that we had posted in slam chat um they were what number two for worst promotion of the year were they? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they had a rough year, and yeah. they've recently lost, obviously, a lot of their big key names. But so also, it was super good that they were able to have this show. Uh, watch, watch the title match, and then wa- I'm, I'm telling you guys, watch Shane Taylor and Jeff Cobb because they put on a big man clinic. I'm gonna spoil one thing for you because it, it's nothing I've ever seen. So Shane Taylor, we all know Jeff Cobb, right? Big, huge, 300 pound, big muscle guy, mm. and then Shane Taylor, who's also a very large, heavy. 300 plus pound individual Shane Taylor hit Jeff Cobb with a Canadian destroyer in their match holy shit that's all you need to know about that match it was phenomenal uh and then I think should we talk about Smackdown we should talk about Smackdown we need to talk about Smackdown man the ending of Smackdown I'm just mad at the crowd the crowd was not good they were silent during the AJ Styles and Randy Orton so which was Smackdown like kicked off and ended with like really good segments this week and everything in the middle was good too I thought that's one of the strongest episodes of Smackdown I've seen in a very long time yeah um, what do you guys think of Kofi Kingston having to go through the gauntlet on Tuesday? I like it. By the time you guys listen to this podcast, we will know what Kofi's doing at WrestleMania. Uh, it's just two days away from the time we're recording this. Well, um, and I, it's once again, it feels very close to Daniel Bryan's WrestleMania 30 run. And, and, they, yeah. and they made a play at that. Yeah, because Daniel Bryan had t- told Vince that Kofi was a B-plus player, yep. which I just love that callback. And oh, yeah. what okay. I was hoping for from Vince was a reason as to why he did that to Kofi. And we got it. He said, I was testing you. I wanted to see, you know, how you would handle in a, in a handicap match like that. And honestly, I don't think you're main event material. And you kind of proved it to me at Fastlane. So we got the reasoning. for It didn't have to be anything strong. And Vince gave for somebody who had been, has been giving not his best work on the mic. Vince gave a good delivery. Yes. And Big E especially 
all three of the members of the New Day got to shine, and then Kofi at the end just blew it out of the park. But Big E was oh. on fire oh my God. at the end. And then when Kofi took it over and talked about his kids his and family his family and all yep. the stuff oh, he's missed. It was so oh, good. Oh, it ripped your heart out. Um, and also, it was good to see Shane McMahon bring back the best in the world uh, trophy. And he made the ring announcer like say it like four times. Four times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, more emotion. Mean it more. Uh, so With Shane, conviction. Heel Shane's doing it. I mean, man, they... SmackDown's got their ducks in a row they uh, coming up at WrestleMania. Shout, shout out to Randy Orton giving his best promo in, uh, I can't even remember how he long. He casually dropped a Dixie Carter reference, and, and the, the crowd, crowd didn't hit, give a yeah, shit. Yeah, they didn't care. That whole promo, they didn't give a shit. I was, and, and from both AJ and Randy, it was phenomenal. No yeah, it was, it, was, it was incredible, and they like didn't give it the time of day. Honestly, like... I was watching. I didn't. I started watching the episode a little bit late, but I saw the ending live, and I was shocked at how little of a reaction Kofi and the New Day got, because he I'm was si- out hey, there. I'm sick of these bum ass crowds, dude. I know. I'm WWE crowds. Really sick you guys of these crowds. have got to get. Stop sitting on your hands. You guys have got to get your shit together. So WWE, if you want to pay us to just get the building hype everywhere oh, you yeah. go, oh yeah, let's do it. Let's because that together. was like that was promo of the year material. These the people do down. not understand the right the month like. That they're getting their money's worth sometimes. Yeah. It's really crazy. SmackDown's so, just such a good show. Like, so speaking of getting our money's worth. What do we have? Next week we have Money in the Bank. 2011. 2011. We're doing it. Which is... Is that the, CM? That's the Cena match. Cena versus Punk. Cena versus Punk in what is a five-star match. One of the best matches um, in the modern era. Also on the card we got Christian versus Randy Orton. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. I've never seen the Punk and Cena match. Oh, it's good. This will be my first time it's seeing been this a match. Long, 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 long I time. cannot wait. Um, so Christian and Orton. Awesome. Then Alberto Del Rio versus Alex Riley versus Evan Bourne versus Jack Swagger versus Kofi Kingston versus The Miz versus R Truth versus so Rey Mysterio in a Raw Money in the oh, Bank raw. ladder match. Then we have Mark Henry versus Big Show. Kelly <laughs> Kelly versus Brie, Brie Bella. And then oh. the SmackDown oh. Money in the Bank. That's Daniel Bryan versus. That damn Cody Rhodes versus Heath Slater versus Justin Gabriel versus Kane versus Sid Cara versus Sheamus versus Wade Barrett. <laughs> oh, Wade Barrett. Bad news, Barrett. I forgot about that right. underused um, son of a gun. I'm so excited, guys, to do the uh, show. This is going to be a good one. I cannot wait. I'm, I Well, I, there's going to be a sick Kofi spot. Oh, yeah. And then there's going to be Kane. I want you guys to just remember this in advance. Kane will get knocked out of the ring, and he will stay there for approximately 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yep. of course. So so, I hope you guys will listen next week. Oh, uh, please. And Wednesday. share us. Yeah, share us with your friends, please. we got to get more ears on this Hashtag thing. Hashtag pimp the Teamwork pod. makes the dream work. Too, Too sweet, me. Too sweet. Woo! Love you. Love you.